Welcome to Carolina True Crime, presented by WMBF News in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where we take a deep dive into infamous crimes from the Carolinas, some with clear endings and others where mystery remains. I'm Ashley Talley, News Director at WMBF, and today I am talking with our reporter, Patrick Lloyd, about a case that was famous in its time, but many people may not know about. A story of a woman known by the nickname Death Row Granny. Right. Patrick, who was Velma Barfield? Yeah, so Velma Barfield was um, a woman uh, born and raised in southern North Carolina, uh, lived most of her life in Robeson County. Um, she was... Which is really rural, right? you know, very... Right, think of those those movies. Every time I drive out in that area, I always think of, you know, old movies where it's just everybody knows everybody, farmlands, right. everyone back in those days when Velma lived, which was, um, you know, she was born in like the 30s and grew up in around the, uh, you know, the 60s and whatnot. Um, everyone knows everyone, uh, just old country, mm-hmm. uh, southern kind of town, yeah. uh, Robinson County. Um Death Row Granny is the nickname. Um, really just an incredible story. And right off the bat, the name kind of grabs your attention because not a lot of females end up on death row. Absolutely. Much less grandmothers. Right. Um, especially when um, the case got a lot of attention, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, she just seemed like such a sweet woman. You know, she gave a lot of interviews on death row mm-hmm. um, before her life ended, and she just seemed like such a, a nice woman every time she would speak with reporters, and she really tugged at the heartstrings and uh, grabbed the hearts of many people all across America and even the world. Did she maintain her innocence during all those interviews? Well, so... It's complicated. It's complicated, okay. yeah. Okay, start, start from the beginning then. Tell us... Right, so Velma Barfield um, was born and raised in North Carolina. Um, she grew up in a very abusive family. Mm. Um, her father, Murphy... Um, was just uh, not a nice human being. He, Barfield, her maiden name? Barfield is not her maiden name. That was her married name. She married a guy called Jennings Barfield. So her name, uh, her maiden name, uh, Velma, well, her first name is actually Margie. Margie Velma Bullard is okay. her name. So her father, M- Murphy Bullard, um, was just a very abusive father. He would, um, he was an alcoholic. Uh, he would beat up the farm animals that he had, you oh, know, the, yeah, yeah, mules and, um, donkeys and dogs and whatnot um he would beat them up and that kind of made its way over to the kids as well Mm -hmm. so it was a family of nine children Um, yeah Velma was one of nine children and all of them were victims of Murphy's rage Mm. and he was just how about her mother was she alive so yes her mother was alive and um Velma had a lot of Uh, resentment towards her mother. The reason was because Murphy would beat up the kids if any little thing that they did was wrong. So they were responsible for chores and, you know, taking care of the animals, doing Mm -hmm. chores around the house. Um, And if any little thing was not the way that Murphy wanted it to be, he would beat them up. And Velma had a lot of resentment towards her mother because she She never stopped. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She never stopped Mm -hmm. it. So Which she she probably couldn't, but as a child, you think my mother should be protecting me. Exactly. And that's exactly what Velma said later in life. Mm -hmm. Um, When she was on death row, she said, you know, I had a lot of resentment in my childhood towards my mother, but now I kind of realize there probably wasn't a whole lot she could do. Mm -hmm. So she grew up in a very abusive family. Um, She eventually started dating uh, when she was about 16 years old. Um, This guy called Thomas was his name, Thomas Burke. And um, Murphy was, you know, obviously you might be able to guess this, an abusive father. He was not okay with her dating this guy. Mm -hmm. 
But she did it anyway, and um, eventually they ended up getting married at a very young age, mm-hmm. um, still teenagers. Um, Thomas and Velma got married. Mm-hmm. Things were great for her in the beginning. Um, and the main reason, I think, was because Thomas was not like most guys in that he did not drink at first. Mm. I say at first because okay. he eventually developed a serious alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. And But at that point, she probably wanted to get away from her father. The fact that he didn't drink was probably very attractive. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So she saw the abusive qualities that her father had and wanted nothing to do with those, which was a huge reason why she would go for a guy like Thomas. Right. But... Like I say, eventually those alcohol problems. So he, here's how they stemmed. Um, so Velma and Thomas, um, well, Thomas would come home um, usually right after work, but he started kind of going out with friends after work just for an hour or two or something to grab one or two beers, mm-hmm. like a lot of people do after work. And Velma was naturally worried. You know, she said, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do this. Right. Who knows what it like could Like most wives would exactly. feel. Yeah. And, um, uh, Thomas was not cool with that. He wanted to be independent. He didn't want somebody kind of... You don't tell me what to do, woman. Exactly, yeah. He, he was exactly that kind of person. And so yeah. that was kind of the reason he developed an alcohol addiction. He didn't really care so much for the drinks in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to show, I can do what I want to do. Mm. So that's exactly what he did. He would um, more frequently go out to these bars after work, and it eventually just came to a point where basically every night he would just come home drunk. He drove drunk all the time, Mm. you know, he would come home, and obviously Velma didn't like that, as is natural, and um, it led to just a horrible relationship. Did they have children? They did have children. They had two children, um, Ronnie and Kim were their names, Um, and Ronnie was extremely close with his mother Velma throughout the years, and... um, even through all of the horrible things that she would end up doing, Ronnie stood by her at mm. every second. Um, every but her second daughter, night. not so much? So her daughter, you know, she still loved her mother. Um, it's, it wasn't like they had um, a bad relationship or anything. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't as close. Ronnie was like the typical mama's boy kind, right. of, kind of deal. And, and Kim, not as as close, but still loved her, of course. But also you can see that if Velma had a strained relationship with her mother, the relationship, she didn't know... She didn't have a model, like a great mom, so, sure. you know, that, yeah. that might be a complicated relationship yeah. with her daughter. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, um, Velma was not uh, immune to having problems of, of her own. Right. She wasn't perfect by any right. means. Right. Alcohol addiction was not her vice. Mm-hmm. It was addiction to prescription pills. Oh, wow. That started, um, most people believe, when she got a hysterectomy at a young age and she was given, um, you know, prescription painkillers uh-huh. to kind of combat that pain. Wow, afterwards. you think of that now. You know, I don't think of it right. back then, the 60s or 70s, whenever this was. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you got to think about the <clears throat> the uh, lack of medical advances back then probably, right. you know, would lead to more complications with something like that. Um, and so her addiction became prescription pills, and it became just as bad as Thomas's alcohol addiction. Those poor kids. Exactly. Yeah. So they had to grow up in this abusive household where dysfunctional, dysfunctional as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. So, um, the original nice marriage that they had, you know, no fights, lovely life with two kids. It just turned into a nightmare and, um, it turned into an even worse nightmare when, uh, Velma went out to go do laundry one night to the laundromat and when she came back the house was on fire and Thomas was dead. Whoa. In the bed. Oh. Yeah. 
Where were the kids? Situation. They weren't there. The kids weren't there. Okay. The kids weren't there. So she comes home. She sees her husband dead. What 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 time frame are we in here? Um, this is um, the kids are alive at this point. You mean? Oh, so they've been born. Right, they've been born. Yeah. Um, can't remember how long, how far along in the marriage it was, but um, like sixties or seventies, early seventies. Yeah, I would say probably in the sixties. Uh, okay. uh, Velma's addiction to prescription pills um, became even worse because she would go to great lengths to get those pills. She would do what's uh, commonly referred to as doctor hopping, mm-hmm. where she would go or doctor, doctor shopping. Doctor yeah, sho- yeah, mm-hmm. she would go doctor to doctor to get these pr- different pills, unbeknownst to the other doctors. Right, and she would get more pills than she really needed. She would take you know, double, triple the amount that was prescribed to her, and that just led to her awful life. And just to sidebar, people with families with addiction, I mean, it's an inherited trait, so she probably had that predilection for addiction. Yeah, we see that a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. like you say, it's hereditary, and clearly the alcohol addiction, while it wasn't alcohol was her addiction, but, you know, the addiction... She had the addictive personality, yeah. Exactly, and so that's what she had. She would go to great lengths to... um, to get these pills. She mm-hmm. would even go so far as to write bad checks. I was going to ask how she afforded them. Right. So, so she, she... she didn't afford them was the simple answer. She would commit crimes to afford them. So uh-huh. she would write checks that she didn't have the money for. She would steal other people's checks and write them in their name and forge signatures. Oh, wow. Right. So she would... So was, was she habit. charged for these things? She was eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was eventually charged with this and she actually was sentenced to six months in jail for this. Wow. She served four, I believe. I wow. think it was three or four and she because of good behavior um and so but the thing was that didn't stop her you know she continued to do this and it's just it just became this awful cycle of hers it just became uh, a horrible problem so one night uh velma went out to go do laundry at the laundromat mm-hmm. and when she came back home she saw that the house was on fire oh wow thomas was in bed and he was dead oh Wow. So Thomas, her husband, died in a house fire. She's just this emotional wreck. Uh-huh. You know, she can't believe what happened. Um, Ronnie comes over and, you know, just, oh, my gosh, what happened? Dad's uh-huh. dead. How did this? And so they later found um, a cigarette that was on the floor. So their guess Their theory was, was he was drunk or something, exactly, smoking, yes. left the cigarette. Exactly, yeah. Wow. Um, but for a tragic marriage and family life already, like, what a horrible end. Exactly, yeah. And this was the first of several tragedies that would appear to happen in Velma's life. Okay. People would later say it seemed like everybody Velma got close to died. Wow. Which... So they found the cigarette, but did they do any autopsy, do we know? Like... Later, they would end up doing an autopsy, and they found okay. that smoke inhalation was was the, the cause, cause of, of death. death. It wasn't like he was shot or something. Right, okay. correct. He was not shot or anything like that, but he did die from the fire. Yeah. Um, so, also, um, Velma started dating somebody shortly after um, Thomas died. She A little suspicious. This, exactly, yeah. So, she met this guy named Jennings Barfield, who obviously she would marry and mm-hmm. end up with that name, Velma Barfield. Um, when she was living with him, uh, the house burnt down again. It was an electrical fire. Luckily, nobody was, uh, nobody was hurt or anything. Uh, Jennings and Velma got married, uh, just barely a year after Thomas died. Again, she started dating him shortly after he died. Mm -hmm. And this is her children are off on their own at this point. Right. Yeah. Her children are off on their own. Yeah. Uh, doing their own thing. Um. So she's in like forties, maybe. Probably around there. Yeah. Maybe thirties, forties, something Mm -hmm. like that. 
Um, Velma's drug problem just continued to get worse and worse as if it could get worse. You know, you would think it's already unimaginable, but it would just get worse and worse to the point where um, she was overdosing on a frequent basis. Oh, my gosh. She was overdosing on drugs, these prescription pills, going to the hospital on a frequent basis. It was like um, a routine occurrence. You know, you would every few weeks or months or so, she was back in the hospital after an overdose. Spent a few days there, and then she would come back, and That's you know. Weird. You would think somebody that does drugs all the time would know the amount past which they could not do them, but I guess they're also chasing that high. Exactly. It's ever elusive. Yeah, and she was, and that's just how addicted she was. That it, you know, she didn't learn from her mistakes. Right. You know, she would just. She continue. kept on. Yeah. She kept doing the overdosing, and it was such a problem. Um, they realized uh, they being Velma and um, her husband Jennings realized just what a toll this was taking on their marriage and so Jennings uh, was scheduled to meet with a divorce a divorce lawyer on a Monday um, but the day before he was scheduled to meet that divorce lawyer he was in the hospital sick and he died and oh wow it was just kind of a sudden thing of what he was sick he was vomiting just... he was throwing up he was having okay. diarrhea uh-huh. just a very um, out of nowhere kind of death mm. and uh, it was uh, it was just awful you know? mm-hmm. The day before he's going to see a divorce lawyer. Exactly. How long have they been married at this point? Um, Just a couple years, or I don't know off the top of my head. It was. Okay. It wasn't long though. <laughs> she also ended up dating another person after her. After Barfield's death, right? Okay. After, yeah, after Jennings Barfield's death, um, his yeah. name was Al Smith. Um, they weren't together too long, but he actually died um, in a drunk driving accident. He was going uh, across the U.S. 301 to go get beer, but he had been drinking. He was drinking. Already. He went to go get beer, yeah, mm-hmm. and on that drive, um, he got hit by a truck and he died. So, wow. again, this theme of everyone Velma gets close to seems to be dying. Yeah. Continues. Now, that one obviously was an accident. Were people questioning whether these first two were at no, this point? Nobody no, nobody was questioning. Okay. She it was just, just a seemed... bad luck person exactly yeah nobody had any reason to believe that Velma was behind any of these deaths especially you know obviously Al's was an accident but the other two nobody questioned you know just an unfortunate a fire just randomly it's um Christmas time at this point and um Velma's mother died in a similar way that Jennings Barfield died she got sick just kind of randomly stomach pains she, it got so bad that she was throwing up blood. Oh, gosh. And she had died. So she's throwing up blood? She's throwing up blood, severe stomach pain. She's, you know, throwing up diarrhea all over. Um, and just an awful situation. She died. Again, this is right around Christmas time. The whole family's together. Oh. And Lily Bullard dies. This is Velma's mother. Mm-hmm. And Who she'd had the strained relationship with earlier in her life. Right, yeah. yeah. So, um, let me... Um, Velma's drug addiction just continued. She kept overdosing on a frequent basis. She even, one time her son Ronnie came home and found her in a pool of blood around her head because she had overdosed and hit her head on the corner of the table. Oh my gosh. She miraculously survived and was okay after that. But even after that, she didn't, uh, didn't stop stop overdosing. She broke her collarbone once from overdosing and falling. Uh, it was just... in the world? Right, just awful stuff. She even told doctors that she tried to kill herself because she couldn't get morbid thoughts out of her head where she... But she wouldn't say what those thoughts were. She would say, there were these morbid thoughts in my head, I can't get them out of my head. But she would never tell she somebody would never what, say they were. what they were. Well, exactly. that's what I was wondering. Was any of this a, a death wish for herself, the 
all the constant ODing. And it yeah. sounds like it. she did have mental Definitely. issues. Definitely, yeah, a lot of mental issues that came along with um, the drug abuse. As her addiction problem continued to get worse, her family, you know, her kids would find out about the checks, the bad checks that she would write frequently, mm-hmm. and they would continue to... She would get busted by the cops, but they would say... You know, if you don't pay this check by this date, then, you know, we're going to take you to jail or mm-hmm. something like that. And her kids would always bail her out. Oh, wow. They were good kids. They loved they her loved mom, their mom like we were yeah. talking about earlier. So she, they would help her out. But, it got, but also enabling her exactly, to continue doing yeah. it. Just, you know, in her mind, she's thinking, well, I can keep doing this, of right. course. So one day, um, same situation, bad checks. But the kids said, look, mom, you're on your own this time. If you can't pay they probably yourself, had to. You know, at some point to, they had to cut her off. Because they knew that she was just going to keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. So the kids agreed, let's just uh, let her handle it. Mm-hmm. She couldn't handle it, of course, because she didn't have the money. So she was sentenced to jail. And she spent six months in... Well, she was sentenced to six months. She spent about four wow. for good behavior, le- left for good behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, even that wouldn't stop her um, from going on with her, her drug addiction. Uh, God, so even so, ODing, going to the hospital, hitting her head, being found in a pool of blood, going to jail, and still she goes back to drugs. None of it was ever enough for her to stop. That's just how bad the problem was. At this point, Velma is a grandmother. She's got, uh, right, she's got a grandkid uh, from her daughter. Um, so now this is where the granny title officially mm. uh, becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. So Velma ended up throughout her life she would work at jobs kind of all over the place she had a job at a textile mill once she which had, was in that era the probably the biggest employer out there and exactly. all across north carolina yeah she would also she also had a job like at belk at a department store just mm-hmm. kind of all over the place different jobs but she kind of found what she wanted to do um later in life where she took a job as a caretaker for an old couple it was a man in his 90s and a woman in her 80s mm. Um, their nephew came by once and Velma hit it off with him. His name was Stuart Taylor. We'll oh, get... no. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, another person getting close to her. We'll get back to Stuart Taylor um, in a little bit um, because she would actually go through a period of several months where she would not see Stuart, um, but he would come back into her life later. Uh-huh. So she was uh, taking care of these this old couple um montgomery and dolly edwards were their names living with them or just she was yeah it included room and board okay so she would live with them and basically just you know take care of everything for these two um so montgomery was 95 um and he eventually died um it wasn't anything suspicious or anything like that just old age right he died 95 yeah but dolly montgomery's uh, wife mm-hmm. wanted to continue having Velma take care of her because she was old and she needed someone to take care yeah. of her as well. And she was probably lonely after being married to this guy for all the years. Yeah, exactly. So she had Velma continue to be her caretaker. Um, so Velma continued to do that for Dolly. The problem was Dolly was becoming very critical of Velma. Every little thing that she did wrong, you know, if she cooked mm. the food the way that she didn't like it, she would get mad at Velma. Mm-hmm. If she, you know, was cleaning, you know, and put a book this way instead of that way, you know, yeah. she would, you know, get hmm. really mad at Velma. And Velma, of course, didn't like that. Who would? Uh, exactly, who would? And surprise, surprise, Dolly got sick suddenly. Did she, and started throwing up? And she, exactly. Throwing oh my up. gosh. Diarrhea. Um, she would end up dying a few days after getting sick as well 
So surprise, surprise, another person. So this is the third person who seems to have died in that manner. Yeah. Close exactly. to Velma. Yeah. I'm dying to know what, what she's doing, but keep going. Yeah, and we'll get to that, and that's where the story gets extremely interesting. Um, so after that, she's she's out of work because the two people who she was taking care of are dead. So she wants to continue this job of taking care of people. So she was actually recommended by someone within the Edwards family. Not the nephew. It wasn't the nephew. So it was um, someone else recommended her um, to this other couple. So she started looking after this couple named uh, Record Lee and her husband, John Henry Lee. Um, John Henry, surprise, surprise, same thing, got sick. And eventually he died from one of the several sicknesses that he ended up having. And uh, she continued to take care of uh, his wife record. So remember earlier we were talking about Stuart Taylor, the nephew of the other couple who had now been dead, how he would come back into her right. life. And this was the time. It was about eight months since she had last seen him. Um, so eight months, the his uncle and aunt had died. She's mm-hmm. moved on to this other family, this other couple, mm-hmm. and he has died. Right. But the woman, she's still working for the older woman. Yes. Okay. And so she, um, so again, Record. she sees, right, recordly. So Stuart Taylor shows up into her life again. And um, there's a book that I was reading about Velma's life. And I wanted to read this one, yeah. this one passage from the book that just <clears throat> What's kind the name of, of the book? Do you the know? name of the book is Death Sentence. Okay. Yeah, it's about Velma Barfield's life. So it talks about her meeting with Stuart after you know they haven't seen each other for eight months it talks about the time that she sees him again for the first time so the book says a couple of weeks later Velma saw a bright green pickup truck turn into the concrete drive of the Lee house she thought she recognized it and she did a pleasant surprise Stuart Taylor got out it had been nearly eight months since Velma had seen him she hurried to the door with a smile to greet her final victim (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Exactly, yeah. So oh, wow. So when you're reading this book, and I would highly recommend it to anyone, Death Sentence is the name of the book. When you're reading this book, it kind of goes along the same lines as we've been talking about. It talks about how these people died, but it doesn't really reveal you, until this you, point. You don't know anything at this point, for it. sure. Yeah, obviously, okay. you know by the name Death Row Granny that she's behind it. Right. But this was the first time in the book that it kind of reveals that she was behind all of this. Mm. So, Stuart and Velma start dating, um, and eventually she learned that he had a bit of a drinking problem. Oh, no. Yeah, which is just obviously not something that she wanted. Is she still on pills at this point? She's still on pills at this point, yes. She was on pills until the point that she would end up getting arrested. Okay. So, um, recordly, uh, the other woman that she Mm -hmm. was taking care of um, fell sick, and her kids later learned she, like their father, was poisoned. So Velma uh, never admitted to poisoning her, though, even until her even death. later. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Later in life, she never admitted to poisoning poisoning uh, Record Lee, but um, that is and en- what ended up happening. So Velma got engaged to Stuart. So Stuart is now her fiance. Um, her son Ronnie was a little skeptical about the whole thing. You know, why are you getting married mm-hmm. to this guy? But she was confident. Quick side note question: Was she attractive? She's always like hopping from man to man. Yeah, so um, Velma was, I guess you could consider her attractive. You know, she was uh, she was thin throughout most of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, good looking person. Um, yeah, and I think probably the, pretty rough looking too. After all the years of yeah, and I think the the I think the the man hopping kind of thing that she had going on there was more so just probably a a, a bit of codependency or something like that. Uh, you yeah, know, she she needed someone in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Velma actually later admitted that she never loved Stuart, even though, you know, they got engaged. Um, she didn't know why she was with him, uh, but she guessed that it was because he was just someone to cure her loneliness. Mm -hmm. So that's why they, um, ended up together. Um, so here, here's an interesting story just about Velma's, uh, how manipulative she was, mm -hmm. um, she was living alone at the time before, or when she was engaged to Stuart, she was living alone at the time, but she wanted to move in with him, mm -hmm. and she didn't really know how to go about talking about that. So she was living alone in a trailer in Lumberton, and uh, Stuart came to the trailer and found her in her bed, in her underwear, tied up to the bed, like she, like something had happened to her. He was like, what happened? And she said that she was getting out of the shower, and somebody came into Amen. the house, grabbed her. She she didn't see the person, but the person put something over her head, tied her to the bed, and then just left. Didn't assault her or anything like that. Oh, my gosh. Naturally, that kind of brings up suspicion as to why would somebody do that and, right. and just leave, right. you know, not continue along with right. some kind of abuse or something like that. And She did um, it herself. Exactly. That's what one would presume anyway. She did it herself so that she could say, Stuart, I don't feel safe. Um, I can't here. be here by myself. Look what happened. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So she ended up moving in with Stuart. The that fact was... that that's where her mind goes. Like, yeah. I thought maybe you were going to say she set it on fire or something, but, like, oh. It's, 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 again, that theme of just kind of manipulating, um, mm -hmm. trying to do things to other people to uh, get her way. And make herself look like a victim. Right, yeah. That was the thing. She Nobody ever had any suspicion that any of the deaths that were caused in her life were because of her. So this whole manipulating continued. Um, Manipulating so they, the truth, too. Right, you know? yeah. So they they moved in together. They argued all the time. It was usually about his drinking. It was just not not a good relationship. She also never told him that she went to jail, but he ended up finding letters that she had written from her time in jail. Hmm. And he was like, what the heck? You didn't tell me about the that's fact that you were in That's four months she spent in prison. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, she was just, you know, coming up with excuses. Oh, like, I was going to tell you, but I didn't know how to tell you. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. They broke up, got back together again. Um, and Stuart went over with Velma to his daughter from another marriage's okay. house. Um, her name was Alice. They mm -hmm. went over to the house, and Velma asked Alice to show Stuart's dead photo, is what it was called. It was this photo that he had taken, just kind of goofing around several years ago, that mm -hmm. he would tell Velma about. He, it was this photo of him laying down, like on a couch with his arms crossed, um, with it and his eyes closed, just pretending like he was dead. He was just goofing off, just you kind know, of, just yeah. goofing around. That's still kind of creepy. Right? Yeah, it's still kind of creepy. But Velma, anyway, so she, Velma wanted to see this. She picture. wanted to see this photo, so she asked Alice, and Alice didn't think much of it. And later, she would reveal, you know, this is. I thought very differently of this situation. Stuart ended up becoming sick, shocker, and about a week after he originally became sick, he eventually died in the hospital. Stuart's death was a little bit different from everyone else's, though. He didn't because, have the throwing up in the blood. And well, all that. he did, but it was a little bit different because he was kind of younger and nobody really saw it coming. So as a result, they, the family of Stuart said, we want an autopsy. And even Velma was asking for an autopsy too so she said you know i want to know what happened to him i don't know how this happened i want an autopsy done as well playing it, along right exactly she she was uh very conniving as you can tell by stuff like this so yeah okay patrick let's stop there i think 
there's a lot more to the story that you need to tell us about the trial and the subsequent death penalty um, that came with it. So we'll wrap here, and we will um, have part two next week. Thank you for listening to Carolina True Crime, a podcast presented by WMBF News. To learn more about the story you heard here and other mysteries and crimes from across the Carolinas, go to our website, wmbfnews.com.